Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Howdy, Heidi. Was here. And Nick. Wonder Woman. <laughs> I've got my cape on. It's supposed to be in character. Well, I didn't think about that before we went live. I was too busy focusing on the automated voice that reminds me that you're about to record us and not thinking enough about our listeners and what they might like to experience as we drive into their ear holes. Hello, listeners. Sounds a little bit aggressive. <laughs> Driving I feel like their ears. Feel like it probably feels that way to them quite frequently. Yeah. So, Coxie, you are wearing a cape masquerading as a hospital waffle blanket. I love my hospital waffle blankets. <laughs> I, must I like what they feel like. Too. I like what they smell like. They're so warm. Yes, I'm cold. I'm in Brisbane. I'm cold. So I've decided to put on a cape and I'm become Wonder Woman. <laughs> did Wonder Woman? Oh, yeah, Wonder Woman had a cape, didn't she? Yes, she did. Yes. What is it with capes and superheroes? Why does it have, have to, to be fly? Ah, oh, but they can fly without the cape. No, it's not they, aerodynamically efficient. It has to flap in the breeze for it to be an effective <laughs> yeah, that's fly. Right. Some <laughs> some TV producer back in the fifties decided that capes would look good blowing in a fan off to the side of the set. Uh, when I they think it just makes shows. sense. You have to have some vehicle to help you fly. Mm. We don't have wings. We must have a cape. Or, okay, you know what? I can't actually think of a good segue there, Coxie. What I can say is, yes, it's cold in Brisbane and we're coming to Brisbane and this is your personal invite. If you are a tradie wife, if you are a tradie partner, if you are a female working in a tradie business, or if you are a lady tradie, this is your invitation to come and join us at our Brisbane Tradies and Business Live event. How about that? There will be dudes there as well. There will be dudes, but we need more ladies. ladies. We want the ladies. It's a good opportunity for you to come and have a chat with Warwick and I, meet some of our Trady Printer rock stars that will be there on the day. There are some ladies. And also to get your voice heard. So Mm. I think a lot of us are struggling at the moment with material shortages, material price increases, labour shortages. They're having a pretty serious impact on our small to medium businesses. And we have gathered together a bunch of industry association heads to come and chat with us about what they're seeing what they recommend we can each do and to collectively come together as one voice that hopefully many will begin to hear. There's not enough of this information is hitting the consumers. And so it's time that we rally together to try and push forward to ensure this information is getting out there where it needs to be to either give us some strategies. So we hope that everyone can take home some action steps, um, some key strategies that we can implement in our businesses, key people to contact to let them know how it's impacting us so that government can start talking about what's going on as well so that we all can drive a better result, particularly for trade businesses in Brisbane, although we're coming to every state in Australia. Eventually. Eventually. Brisbane for now. And afterwards, I'll buy you a wine, ladies. Maybe they'd like a beer. I like a beer on a hot day. Or a rusky. It won't be hot. No, I don't want a whiskey. A rusky, a lemon rusky. 
Oh, my God. Do they even make those anymore? I don't know. <laughs> Show my age. Anyway, will she actually you a drink or a soda yes. or water? Whatever yes. Like. Yes, please. Come have a drink. Please don't let me be the only lady in the room. Because then Nick will have to put ladies. up my really bad dad jokes. I need a group of ladies backing me up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in today's episode, though, we are, although as well, we are actually talking about Wonder Woman's. Um, Coxie's a Wonder Woman. You like to do it all, don't you, Coxie? I have struggled with doing it all over the years. Yes, that would be a fair assumption. And doing it all makes you feel better about yourself, doesn't it, Coxie? Mm, if I can ever do it all, yes, it makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> so digging a hole here. Um, well, it is a conversation we have with so many, not just tradiepreneur clients, um, but also with members on social media, um, in other groups. Mm. We see this talked about a lot and it is a concerning conversation for me, Coxie, that so many, um, tradie business wives, supporters, partners, business partners, whatever it is, but particularly for the ladies listening today and for the dudes, hopefully this gives you a bit of insight into what might be going on for your lady. Um, there's these conversations, I guess, about not feeling like they can do enough. You know, they can't, they're just, they're just not enough. They're not able to do enough. They're not able to contribute enough, to manage enough, to achieve enough, to understand enough, to help enough. And I think that's a big driver for it is the ladies really want to support their tradie men in the business. Um, and they don't feel like they can, uh, either because of themselves or sadly, because their blokes aren't actually letting them or don't know how to let them might be more accurate. So yeah, we just want to. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fair point though. It, it's, it can be really challenging for anybody to be able to language what it is that they require help with. Yeah. First, we have to admit that we need help. Secondly, we then need to be able to explain how to lessen the load um, mm. for us as a trade business owner. I, I can recall many terse conversations, shall I term it that way, uh, with the builder around what, what I could do to assist him in what he was doing. It takes a while to get your head around a, okay, I can give some of this up. I can relinquish some of that control. Maybe she could do it as well as I. Maybe she could do it better. Um that's it. I, I understand the struggle and yet there's so much power in being able to delegate and share some of that load. I think that the other part of this conversation for ladies as well is they feel so overwhelmed by how much they do take on. Mm. You know, I think that we feel like it's our job to find a solution for our tradies when they're struggling, um, whether it be with working too hard on the quotes after hours or doing the paperwork after hours or not charging enough or not being able to find the right employees. You know, we we tend to want to try and find a solution to help them through that so that they can lessen that load because we miss our tradies. They're, they're working so hard. We can see what they're doing to support us and we, we probably actually really like them. That's why we're with them in the first place. And so we'd like to do what we can to support them so that we actually get some time together as a family because that's the next part of this equation is that, you know, the, the busier they get, the more they keep to themselves, the more they try and do it all. There's not enough time for the family. 
families are missing out everywhere. It's a big part of why you and I do what we do because we both grew up with that in common. You know, our dad's working far, far too hard, too many hours, too stressed. Um, And I see tradie wives everywhere jumping in and trying to help share the load and it becomes hard for them too. You know, just becomes really complicated to understand, well, how do I do it all? Where, Where do I start? It's an interesting scenario, Coxie, just listening to your language, all of that. And and you and I have had many conversations with many of our tradie wives over the years. And us blokes get labelled as fixers. You know, we, we like a bull in a china shop sometimes with our, our wives and our partners. Um, instead of just being there for emotional support, we try and fix things as blokes. It's like... Well, I'll get in and fix it, and that'll fix it. Let me fix you. Let me fix the problem. Let me deal with the thing, and that's gonna that's gonna make everything better. And I see women doing that a lot as well. So maybe it's not just a bloke thing. It just looks a little different. And my wife is no exception. She works full time, and we're both very busy. Um, and there's periods where I have been under the pump with business and had lots going on and been fairly stressed and tired and those sorts of things. And wifey will actually get in and try and fix things. And she tries to make it better by doing and by fixing. And she'll ask me, how can she support me? And I just say to her, just love me and be my wife. I don't need you to fix stuff. I don't need you to get in and do things. Yes, there's lots to be done. We can talk about that. But as a guy, I don't necessarily need someone to come in and do stuff for me. In fact, that often makes me feel worse because I feel like I should be able to do it. And I think it's the same for both sexes, Coxie. We, we both feel less in ourselves when other people come in and start trying to do stuff as a way to support or help us. So... I think there's got to be some good conversations around that self-worth issue that's kind of just below the surface sometimes in these interactions where wives are trying to support husbands by doing stuff, doing the bookkeeping or the admin or answering the phone or whatever, and in fact actually tripping over this issue that's that's perhaps sitting there for, for a lot of us. I think it uh, needs to start with an agreement. Yeah. And I, I, but I want to go back from that first. And you, you were saying you, you had assumed or you'd thought it was a bloke thing. Blokes are being labeled as fixers. I think it's a love thing. I think when you love someone, you become a fixer for them, whether it be your children. You think about your kids. If they hurt themselves, you want to help or you want to fix it. Mm. If they are struggling with something at school, you want to fix it. If they're struggling in their social circle, you want to fix it. It's the same. I think it's a love thing. I think when you love someone or you care about somebody, um, even in business, you know, the, the apprentices are struggling or something's going wrong. You want to fix it for them. You want to make it easy as you can mm. because we understand how much of a load we can carry ourselves and often we don't want to impart that load onto somebody else that might then make their load too heavy to carry. But I think that it um, comes back to and now I've gone and lost my thought. I was on a roll <laughs> and it's just gone. Would you like me to fix that for you, Coxie? Could you please? Let me jump in and do it. Um, I, I actually feel like, and, and it's such a great point that it is a care thing. You know, when we care for somebody, when they're important to us, we try and fix things for them because we want to reduce their suffering. Mm. Um, often I think we go into doing mode, whether that's, you know, men or women, 
or parents, whatever, because we don't know what else to do. So we yeah. just we do what we know or what we think is going to help rather than, as you say, make agreements about, well, what will actually help? What do I need? Can can I, as the as the husband, for example, do more and, and do the hours and, you know, carry my load if I've got support in these other areas? And sometimes I think there's conversations that aren't had about the importance of the, you know, the wife and mother taking care of the family stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that should not be devalued and it gets way underestimated uh, in terms of the, the importance of that. I mean, it's a critical part of so many partnerships is, you know, that contribution around keeping the wheels turning at home, mm. uh, whoever's role that is, but it's part of someone's role. Like someone's got to be responsible for that. And each of us have different ideas about how that gets shared. But I think that's where those agreements need to come in as well, Coxie, is around everything that's going on, not just the business stuff. The business mm. doesn't happen. Your tradie can't go and do his thing if things aren't okay at home. You know, you can't come home to no meals, kids losing their berries, you know, school issues, all sorts of stuff, finances in a mess because no one's taking care of the home budget or the shopping. Like it's all part of the teamwork and all of those tasks have, I guess, equal levels of importance. Nothing is more important than the other. It's all part of that same equation. I think that um, the other thing that we forget, particularly in personal relationships, is how often we need to check in. Mm. I think so one of the things you and I speak about in terms of maintaining a good, healthy team is checking in with that team on a weekly basis, doing a review on a monthly or quarterly basis, but we don't ever do anything like that in our personal relationships. Mm. And yet when we're trying to uh, have a relationship, run a business together, have a family together, have a life together, probably more important than anything else to check in and see where each other is at. Is this working? Is this yeah. actually working the way it is right now? Yeah, no, I'm feeling really dissatisfied. Or, yep, it totally is. One of our members actually did this recently. Um, they were, um, and I think this is a story I could quite happily share. They were, one of our members uh, was feeling really resentful that the assumption was always made that she as the tradie wife would have to pick up the children when they were unwell. And yet she had an equal role in the business as well as being a mum and a wife and a friend and a family member. And there was an assumption made every time one of the kids run well that she'd have to run out and pick up the children. So we discussed it quite at length in one of our sessions one day and came up with a game plan about actually just highlighting there was an issue, having a check-in, just checking in with the partner, making him aware of her feelings around what was going on here and it was something he hadn't even thought of, something he'd never understood, never given some time to because he was just busy doing the things he needed to do. So they were able to have a fantastic discussion and make some changes around the reaction points when the children were sick. Mm. And I can pretty well happily again share that he now picks the kids up when they're unwell because there's so much importance around her role and what she's doing in the office to support the team out on the ground, to ensure that the work's there, to ensure that everyone's getting paid, to ensure the invoices are done. That was as important as what he's doing. So they've balanced it out and made it, you know, uh, uh, decisions through a check-in that work for their family. 
that would be my key take home from today would be to make some time in the next week to have a check-in together as life partners. Where are you at in life? Like parenting kids is hard work and it becomes very easy to feel unsupported when the tradie's at work all day, every day, and he's working late at night. And, you know, you can feel really unsupported around that role. It's okay to say that. Mm. It's okay to say that. So I just want to jump on something, and I don't know if this is going to go the right way because uh, our episodes are unscripted. Um, who made the assumption that she would pick the kids up from school? It's a good question. I don't think we ever got to the bottom of that. I think it was made a decision that was made a really long time ago prior to her actually coming on board to work in the business. I think at the mm. time she wasn't working in the business, so it was just a decision that had always been made. Nobody had yeah. thought to check in with it. Yeah have a check-in, make some new decisions and change it based on what was changing within their roles. That's the key, isn't it? So many of these things just evolve without any anybody consciously thinking about what's best. And it just ends up happening, whether because of social stereotypes or just, you know, automatic, someone jumped in and did it and then that becomes the habit. Mm. And that's where what you're saying, Coxie, is... Um, absolutely critical is that there are lots of conversations about what are we doing? How is this working? Does this fit my role? Am I happy with this? Do I need more support with something from both sides of the, of the partnership and not just falling into automatic unconscious behaviors Mm. where we just unconsciously do things a certain way without stopping and going, hang on, how come I'm always doing the grocery shopping? Is there a better way to do this? Mm. And, you know, stuff like that might even be paying 15 bucks to have it delivered to the house on a Friday afternoon when hubby's home and can actually carry all the stuff inside and pack it in the fridge. Um, But having a conversation about that, because it might be a, a seemingly small thing when we talk about it on a podcast episode, and yet some of those things can become such huge points of resentment and friction within a relationship and a partnership. You sound like you might have had discussions around the grocery shopping at some point, Warren. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because, I don't know, it's it's just evolved in um, my previous relationships and then it's become a conscious thing in my marriage now with my beautiful wifey that we've made a whole bunch of agreements about who does what based on our different work structures, the fact that I have more time flexibility, I'm more the master of my own calendar, my wife works in a hospital environment, she can't do a lot of that stuff and I don't mind doing the click and collect thing on the groceries when I'm in town at the gym or something, It just, but it's something we've discussed and agreed upon mm. and I, I have to say, wifey used to get the guilts when I would do it because I'd go, well, you're busy, I'll get it. Mm. And she'd actually feel like she'd let me down and, you know, I'm, I'm still the primary breadwinner in our household. She work, does work full time, no values attached to either of those. That's just how it works. And we had to actually have a conversation about the fact that it's okay just because you don't do the shopping doesn't make you less of a wife. In fact, I don't understand why you should do it. You're stuck in a hospital nine hours a day. Like, come on, it's the least I can do. And there's other things she does that do fit with the social stereotype. And there's some things I do that fit with the social stereotype. But we've talked about those things outwardly. It, mm. it hasn't just kind of 
worked out that way and then you go, well, this sucks. I don't like how things are happening. I think that's a great conversation to have. Resentment builds really quickly and it's our responsibility as partners to draw attention to those areas that are ripe for resentment and try and prevent it from happening. Mm. It's going to lessen your own mental load. Mm. You have some honest conversations around where you're feeling resentment or unappreciated or we'd like to see some change. Um, You're only doing yourself a disservice if you don't. So we can pretty much sum this up, Croxie, as how not to resent your partner in business. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Uh, Although we did start out talking about Wonder Woman and and I think, you know, to to come back to that, uh, the ladies listening to this, and the men listening to this should support their ladies to listen to this so that they don't feel like they have to be able to do everything. That mm. is not that is not how you add the most value to a partnership is by doing all the things. Um, it's, a, it's a big drive for a lot of our tradie wives. Uh, it's understandable uh, that that would be the, the focus or the drive, I guess. Um, but I would certainly encourage you to, have a proactive conversation with your tradie and actually sit down, figure out what needs to be done as a household, as a business, as a partnership and divide it up consciously. Don't just fall into unconscious behaviours, I guess. Mm, Totally. I 100% agree. (laughs) Maybe we should do that, Coxie. I think we do okay in our business. <laughs> We've got reasonably clearly defined roles, but I think we made that same mistake. We just fell into doing things a certain way when we got into business together. We did. Um, and we had to have some conversations about, you know, not even who's best at what, but, you know, who who's best placed to do certain things mm. within the business. So I think um, those conversations just create a lot more synergies, if I can make that um wanky term but it's true it's 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 that combined energy which creates synergy coxie right that's a great note to finish on (laughs) uh make sure you join the conversation on facebook if you haven't already go find us there and uh we look forward to bringing more gold to your ear holes as wonder woman in her cape (laughs) tightly wrapped up in my cape You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.